Where were we? All right. Liz just told Devlin that his dreams weren't actually dreams. No, Devlin had been taken. Let's continue with the second installment of We Shouldn't Be Talking About This. Taken where? whispered Mallory. Don't even tell me this is aliens, Biddy groaned. No, nothing like that, Liz said quickly. Where was I supposedly taken? asked Devlin. Liz met his eyes. You really don't remember. He shook his head. You were brought to the woods, to the field behind your house, down to the basement, and elsewhere, Liz explained. How is that possible? You did sleepwalk a lot, said Mallory. Oh, no, Liz murmured. A lot of people sleepwalk, Devlin pointed out. Not really, Liz replied. Tell us what happened. Biddy could tell that Liz was holding something back, something that scared her too much to talk about in front of the siblings. Well, obviously, I don't recall much about it, but it's become family lore, so it almost feels like I remember. I guess I wandered down to the basement a few times, and I think... <laughs> he chuckled nervously. I woke up in Mallory's closet once. Mallory smiled and reached her eyes. That happened more than once, actually. A couple times, I actually woke up to you standing over me, but the scariest time was when we found you standing on the stone wall in the backyard facing out to the field. There were a couple houses across the street from us, and you'd scream so loud, I remember thinking we were going to have the police called on us. It was awful. Your scream woke me up, but you sounded so far away, I didn't know where it was coming from. I went to your room, but when you weren't there, I ran down and woke mom and dad up. We thought you were down in the basement again, but when we didn't find you there, we were absolutely frantic. And then mom saw you through the kitchen window. Really? Devlin looked genuinely surprised. Yeah, it took you a while to snap out of it that night. Biddy leaned forward. Snap out of it? Um, yeah. Like, he was really spacey, foggy after we'd wake him up from sleepwalking. He wasn't himself, just zoned out. She turned to her brother. You were late to school a bunch of times because you didn't come out of it in time. Huh. I remember Mom driving me to school without you, but I didn't remember that that was why. Mallory watched him for a long moment. Finally, she said, You got the worst of it. Then I suppose it's a good thing I can't remember, right? He actually smiled and held up his arm and pushed his sleeve up, revealing a white string bracelet, grayed and dingy with wear. It held a collection of black and clear rough-cut stones. And thanks to the placebo effect, the really bad dreams went away in high school. My memories are a lot clearer from that time. The bracelet helped with the dreams, but I think your memory is clearer from that time because we were able to stay out of the house for longer periods, Mallory explained quietly. What placebo effect? What's that bracelet? asked Liz. Mal gave it to me. It's supposed to ward off evil spirits or some shit. Mallory held up her arm to show a matching bracelet on her arm. It's just some crystals. But it helped with the night terrors? Devlin shrugged placebo effect. 
Liz opened her mouth to say something more, but Betty put out a hand to stop her. This sounds like an extremely stressful home life. How were your parents throughout all of this? How did they react to the nightmares and sleepwalking? Liz sipped her coffee, but Biddy could tell she was annoyed. Biddy hoped she'd got the message to keep things to herself until after they'd spoken with the siblings. The growing feeling of dread within her told her everything she needed to know. These people didn't just grow up in a regular old haunted house. She could see it in their eyes as they remembered, or in his case, couldn't remember what had happened to them. She'd seen that same flattened look in other victims of demonic oppression. That first night he had the bad nightmare. Mom made our dad drag our mattresses down to their bedroom so we could sleep on their floor. She was definitely more freaked out than he was. He just thought Devlin was acclimating to the house and getting used to having his own bedroom, Mallory explained. Devlin wanted to go back to his own room the next night, but I slept in their bedroom for a while before getting up the courage to go back to my room again. But it never got any less terrifying, you know, being startled awake like that, and it made it even harder to fall asleep not knowing if he'd have one of his bad nights. Sorry. It wasn't your fault. I was scared for you. After a while, Mom and Dad began to just brush it off like it was a phase or something, but the phase didn't end until we both left for college. So it stopped happening when you moved out of the house, said Biddy, and she could see Liz shaking her head beside her. More or less, Devin replied. I mean, everyone has nightmares sometimes, and the sleepwalking happens once in a blue moon. Tell them about Andy, Mallory prompted. He stared at her, obviously annoyed. Who's Andy? asked Liz. My son. Do you have children? Liz asked, directing the question to Mallory. No. How old is... Two and a half, Devlin said, before Liz could finish her question. When he told me Andy started having night terrors, I just... I'm worried, Mallory said quickly, as though she was afraid she wouldn't be allowed to get the words out. When did his nightmares start? asked Liz. A couple weeks ago. When Devlin didn't elaborate, Mallory said, Devlin moved back to Massachusetts a couple months ago, and I think that's what stirred everything up. I don't think he should bring Andy to my parents' house anymore. I think he... One of the reasons I moved back here was so Andy could get to know Mom and Dad better. I'm not keeping my son away from his grandparents. Devlin snapped. That's not what I said. I just think Andy shouldn't go to that house. I did my best to protect you, to protect both of us, but Andy is so little. I just... I don't think it's a good idea. Biddy began to ask another question about the dreams when Liz interrupted. Hold on. You said you'd done your best to protect the two of you. Do you mean those bracelets? A look of fear crossed Mallory's face. Yeah, I read somewhere that crystals could maybe, like, offer protection or whatever. Liz tilted her head to the side, catching Biddy's attention. She quirked her eyebrow, and Biddy knew there was more than just the bracelets. She'd asked her once they'd parted way with the siblings. You've always been into that stuff, said Devlin. I think it's why you read so much into everything. I've always been anxious, and I had some bad dreams when I was a kid. We saw something weird in the woods, we lived in a creaky, run-down old house, and with all that stuff you read, I think it was easy for you to maybe see a situation that wasn't there. Then why did you come? Why did you agree to meet these people and try to get the church's help if this is all just me reading too much into everything? Mallory seethed. Look, I just... 
what harm can it do? Having the house blessed or whatever. If that makes you feel better and we can all go to the house for the holidays and you're kidding me. I wouldn't step foot in that place if you fucking paid me. Devlin drew in a steadying breath. Look, I'm doing my best here, but I'm not going to claim that everything that happened is something that it's not. I don't see the point in any of this, but if it helps you move forward, then I'm willing to give it a shot. Mallory crossed her arms and slumped back into her chair, obviously too angry to speak. Would you say that your parents have the same view? asked Biddy. They don't think there's ever been anything wrong in the house? Pretty much. Mallory sighed. Fine, but regardless, if we can get a priest to come to the house and it works, then who cares what you all believe, right? Well, if it's a demon, their intention kind of matters, Liz pointed out. Oh, come on, snapped Devlin. They have to want it to go, otherwise it can maintain its foothold in their lives, Biddy explained. Devlin made a sound of disbelief. I have to be honest, the church isn't going to take time on this if the homeowners don't want them there. They agreed to this, Mallory insisted. They want the church to come. Biddy took her time before responding. What exactly did your parents think of what happened in the house when you were growing up? Well, our mom is sort of hands-off. It annoyed her when we had a problem, so she never really wanted to hear about it, Mallory explained. We had to fend for ourselves. I mean... Our parents took care of us, and we never wanted for anything, but as far as the bad things that happened in the house, Devlin and I were on our own. What about your dad? asked Biddy. He was gone a lot, said Devlin. He worked a lot. Did they ever indicate they believed something might be wrong in the house? Mom definitely knew. Dad thought it was bullshit, Mallory replied. What exactly prompted this? asked Liz. Devlin shrugged, and Mallory shot him a look. Andy's nightmares. Did your parents drink? Biddy asked, seemingly out of nowhere. Uh, sure, yeah. Nothing crazy. A couple glasses of wine a night. Do either of you drink? No, they answered together. Drinking lets your guard down, Mallory said simply. Biddy studied her for a moment. Any drugs in the family? Prescription or otherwise? Um, I'm on an antidepressant, Mallory responded, for anxiety. Me too, said Devlin. How about mom and dad? I think mom takes a sleeping pill. Biddy made a note. Okay, is there anything else that you think might be relevant before I reach out to your parents? Mallory glanced at her brother. She looked like she was about to say something when Liz pushed back from the table abruptly, startling everyone. Oh, shit, she said. Sorry, sorry, I just... Uh, what's wrong? I just... I saw one of the shadows, but it's gone now. Don't worry, it's gone. Are you serious? Devlin demanded. It just sort of, like, rushed you from behind. Me? Devlin said in disbelief. Liz shook her head. No, Mallory. She turned to Biddy. Their parents need to get out of that house. Would you be willing to ask them to leave? Asked Biddy, directing the question to Mallory. No. Are you really sure they're willing to discuss this and have the church come in if necessary then? Liz pressed. 
Our mom is, but our dad thinks it's just her Catholic superstition bullshit. His words, not mine, said Mallory. If he's in complete denial that anything's happening in the house, that could be a problem, said Biddy. But if they're willing to at least talk to you, it's a start, Liz pointed out. Mallory looked relieved. This is beginning to feel like a scene from a bad made-for-TV horror movie, Devlin muttered. Don't bring your son to that house until we know what's going on there, Liz told him. I'm not keeping my son from his grandparents, he replied. No one is suggesting that. I said don't bring him to that house. Devlin pressed his lips together. You really shouldn't, said Mallory. You know that. He lifted his hands in front of him. Mal, do you even realize how ridiculous all of this sounds? Then why did you agree to meet them with me? If this can help you to finally drop this and move on, then mom and dad got to you. We think you need help. Don't do that. Don't make me seem like I'm crazy. You slept on my floor for years because you were too terrified to be alone in your room. You wouldn't go anywhere in that house alone. You said that shadow figure watched you from enough, Devlin yelled, causing several people waiting for their coffee to turn and stare. Whoa, 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 Biddy cautioned. Let's take this down a notch. It wasn't just my imagination. Devlin rubbed his eyes. I agreed to come do this, but I'm not going to play along with your delusions. How can you sit there and lie? Look, you both obviously remember things differently. That doesn't mean anyone's lying, Liz pointed out. I was a really anxious kid, and I have very few memories from my own childhood, she offered, looking at Devlin. He smirked. And look at you now. You claim you can talk to ghosts. Don't be a dick, Biddy said in a low voice. Fine, so what's next? You go chit-chat with our parents and then write up a little report for the church? Devlin asked, looking at Biddy. And then a priest comes and waves his magic wand? Something like that, she replied, refusing to take the bait. Great, he said, standing up. Then have at it. The three women watched him storm out the front door. He's not always like this, Mallory offered. It's the house. We shouldn't be talking about this. It just stirs everything up, but I just don't know what else to do. They stood on the sidewalk several doors down from the Starbucks. The rain had let up, but the dark sky still looked threatening. Oh, thank God for fresh air, said Liz. It was muggy in there. Totally, but what do you think? Ugh. Creepy siblings and an even creepier story, Liz replied with an exaggerated shiver. Agreed. This isn't like a clairvoyant thing, it's just a personal comment slash judgment, but she's holding something back. Totally, Biddy agreed. What about the brother? He definitely doesn't remember, but I don't think he really believes it's all in his sister's mind either. I think he got so agitated because we were coming too close to the truth. Yeah, the idea of keeping his son away from that house definitely triggered him, Biddy agreed. Yep, and whatever's in that house has attached itself to them. Both of them? Honestly, I got the sense that something's happening to her now, too. That it's not just the nephew's nightmares that prompted her to call the church. Yeah, and I'm worried that if that thing is attached to his dad, then how safe is the kid whether he goes to the house or not? True, said Liz. We're agreed that it's demonic, though, correct? 
Liz tilted her head side to side. Mm, I don't know. I think so. But Claire described it as ancient. I'm getting a sort of elemental vibe too, but not like two different entities. Kind of both. What did you hear in there? Liz chewed the inside of her cheek. Well, I heard it's not the coincidence you think it is. I take it that was directed at you? Probably. The knocking sounds in your house? That, and I heard our front door open, and I thought it was Andrew, but no one was there. I thought that you had the whole St. Benedict medal situation going on. I do. Why isn't it working? Biddy shrugged. I'll redo them and sprinkle some holy water for good measure. Maybe call a priest? No, I'm not big into having those guys in my house. Liz snorted. What? I just prefer to handle it on my own. But you're Catholic, so what gave you the idea that I'm Catholic? Biddy interrupted. I just assumed. Are you kidding? You work for them. I consult for the church. I work for the people who think they have a demonic problem. I didn't mean to offend you, Liz said softly. It's just, she laughed. You call them when there's a demon in someone else's house. I thought you'd do the same in your own. First of all, there is not a demon in my house, Biddy retorted. The Catholics just have a specific and effective formula for casting out demons. Working with them is a means to an end. Okay. Biddy watched her. Sorry, I didn't mean to snap. Are you kidding? I get it. Who are you going to have cleanse the house? Sam. Liz raised an eyebrow. What? Nothing. You can't expect everyone to match golden retriever energy. Sam's just reserved. Takes her a minute to warm up to people. Am I the golden retriever in this scenario? Biddy laughed. Yeah, but that's nice. You just feel comfortable when everyone else feels comfortable, and Sam is the kind of person whose energy is more self-contained. Okay, that's quite the read. Thank you. Sorry, this whole situation is freaking me out. Same, Liz agreed. So, did you hear anything else? Yeah. Soldiers. And I'm pretty sure that was referring to the shadows I saw. They're that thing's... The collectors, soldiers, like they work for him. That's not good. Nope. Is that what you saw in there? Fuck, Liz breathed. Yes, exactly. I saw some of those shadow figures moving behind them. They're like coming in and out of focus for a while, but then out of nowhere, one of them just bum-rushed Mallory from behind and completely like enveloped her, and then it just disappeared. It was almost as though it was claiming her. Shit, what did Claire say about it? Uh, well, the second I sat down, she goes, you gotta bow out of this one. Bow out? What do you mean you can't help me? Liz looked down at her feet, her head tilted to the side, a sure sign she was listening to something or someone. She thinks that I shouldn't go to that hell house. She won't go if I do, and she says that I'm too open, and it, the collector, could get attached which wouldn't be good for anyone because apparently the only saving grace is that it's tied to the property for the moment. Again with that name. What the fuck is a collector? Another pause. Whatever it is, is ancient. 
It's been there since before time. It protects its domain. It claims possession. It... Wait, really? How? Whatever. Okay. So it collects souls. It can keep them. So it is demonic. Sounds like it, but like a really, really old version of demonic. But it's not the only thing on that property to worry about. It ripped the fabric so others can partake. Jesus, that's dark, said Biddy. Maybe just send a priest along to deal with it. It's probably not a good idea for you to go there, either. It doesn't work that way. I have to put together a case to convince the church that they should send a priest. Liz rolled her eyes. Shit, I wanted you to come with me to meet the parents, Biddy sighed. Can't you meet them someplace neutral? No, I should see the place. Liz pressed her lips together, her eyes wide. What? I just... Weird. Okay, that was new. I really, really don't like this. What happened? Biddy pressed. I just... It's not like I usually get visions, right? But it's like an image was just dropped into my mind. It happened when we were in there talking to them, too. I saw that dingy green hallway. She shivered. What did you see just now? I think I saw their basement, and I saw it. It's freaking enormous. It has to hunch not to touch the ceilings, and it has these, I don't know, I guess you would call them tendrils trailing from its back. And they're connected to bodies on the ground. They just drag along behind it like rag dolls. But they're the souls, the dead that it's collected. Christ, that's scary. Liz shut her eyes and shook her head as if trying to erase the image. Maybe the church isn't enough in this case. Mm. Claire says they can help the family, but the house is a goner. So the parents have to move. They should, but from what their kids had to say, that's a non-starter. I just wonder what Mallory was holding back, said Liz. There's something there. It's almost like she's more involved than she's admitting, if that makes any sense. Those bracelets. He said she's always been into that stuff. Maybe I should talk to her alone before I talk to the parents, Betty suggested. She could have been holding back in front of the brother. That's not a bad idea. Biddy reached for her phone in her back pocket. Shoot, this is Alice. Hi, honey. Yeah, I'll be there in about ten minutes. I thought you were going to photography club after school. Okay, I'll see you in a few. She slipped the phone back into her pocket. Sorry, Alice just wanted to know when I'd be home. Liz was staring at the sidewalk again, listening. What's up? Liz looked up, brows furrowed. I don't know. Something. Just have that Sam over to take care of your house as soon as you can. I thought we could sit on the patio, Mallory explained. I just made a fresh pot of coffee. Duncan pumpkin spice. I hope that's okay. That sounds great, Betty lied, thinking, too bad Liz isn't here. She'd love that crap. Liz hadn't been able to make it, something to do with the kids, and Biddy was beginning to regret coming out to Mallory's house in Dover by herself. There was something off about the woman, and she wasn't looking forward to spending time alone with her. She followed Mallory down a short hallway to the kitchen at the back of the house, 
glimpsing a dining room table covered in neatly organized piles of envelopes and stickers to her left, and an inviting family room with mismatched furniture and colorful throw pillows and blankets. Mallory placed a coffee carafe on a bright yellow lacquered tray alongside a couple of pretty Polish pottery mugs. Biddy scanned the kitchen, taking in the lavender-painted island and a padlocked door, which she assumed led to the basement. She followed Mallory out a back sliding door to the backyard. They sat in a pair of weathered rattan lounge chairs facing the woods. A green umbrella shielded them from the sun, and a soft shushing noise rose and fell as the breeze moved through autumn leaves. An alarming number of birds swooped around them, stopping at one of the three feeders hung from posts placed halfway between their seats and the forest. This is really nice, Betty commented, accepting a mug. You must spend a lot of time out here. I do. This backyard is why I bought the house. I work from home, so I can really enjoy it. What do you do for work? Mallory hesitated. I sell planner supplies on Etsy. Really? Tell me the name of your shop. My daughter is obsessed with planners. Mallory smiled. I'll get you a card before you leave. Actually, I'll just make you a goodie bag for her. Thank you. She'd love that. Biddy sipped the coffee and hid her honest reaction. Too sweet, too chemical, too weak. So, what's with the padlock on the basement door? You noticed that. Mm-hmm, Biddy replied, placing her mug on a garden stool beside her. I don't use the space, so I keep it closed. What about the laundry? I installed a hookup on the second floor. Mm-hmm. Biddy stared out at the woods, waiting for Mallory to say what she wanted to say. Thank you for meeting with me again before you talk to my parents. No problem. They want to meet with you on their own, she explained. They don't want me to be there. Why not? Mallory shrugged. They're private people. I mean, it's hard to explain. We don't talk about anything openly as a family. That house is truly awful, and I don't trust that they will be honest with you. Biddy considered. To be frank, that's why I wanted to talk to you alone. I felt that you might not be saying everything you wanted to say in front of your brother. That same look of fear she'd seen on Mallory's face during their first meeting was back. Yeah, I guess that's true. Some things are easier to explain without my family there to downplay everything. Got it. That house distorts everything. It completely ruined my family. It destroyed our relationships with each other. This horrible thing, or really a never-ending list of horrible things that happened to all of us, but we don't talk about any of it. Instead, we have surface, polite conversations with each other. My parents... She shook her head and stared out of the yard. They've been reduced to talking and freaking platitudes. Well, what can you do? Could be worse. At least we have our health. Give me a break. Honestly, this is my last-ditch effort. If I could, I'd just leave them to it. It's not like there's any relationship to salvage, but I'm scared for my nephew. Biddy sighed. So what didn't you feel comfortable saying in front of your brother? There are things that happen in that house that none of us have spoken about. At least, there are things I saw and experienced that I've only told my therapist. Such as... Glowing eyes outside of my bedroom window every night for like a little over a week when I was 14 years old. 
Devlin's drawings. A line of maybe like seven hooded figures standing along that stone wall, just staring out into the field. My mom cutting her hand while slicing vegetables and not even noticing. Um, one time I was walking home from a friend's house and this little boy came out of the woods and started walking with me. He said he knew Devlin and I assumed he meant from school, so we walked together toward the house. And when we got to our yard, he said something like, Tell him he can't resist forever. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he goes, your brother. Tell him it's so much easier to let go. There's no use fighting it. Then I heard the front door open, so I looked at the house, and it was my dad coming outside for something, and when I looked back, the boy was gone. Oof, what did Devlin say when you told him? I didn't tell him. I knew he was being influenced, so I didn't want to tell him to give in to them, you know. So what did Devlin draw? Mallory stilled. A monster. In our basement or out in the woods. What did it look like? Big. And it was surrounded by people. They were connected to the thing with these, not strings, they looked like tendrils. Devlin's a really good artist. And anyway, it looked like the thing dragged the people around with it wherever it went. That's exactly what Liz saw in your basement. She saw a vision of it. She called it a collector, said Biddy. What's that? I don't know. Her guide told her it's a collector of men. What in the hell? Biddy shrugged. She sensed that it wasn't just demonic, but ancient, possibly elemental. Ancient, Mallory repeated. That's terrifying. Will the church handle something like that? I mean, if it isn't strictly demonic? Yes, it's possible that the demon is attracting or pulling other entities onto the property, so the plan would be to get rid of the demon, and then it'll be easier to get rid of everything else. And in order to do that, you have to provide proof to the church that there really is a demon, right? Biddy nodded. My family's really good at hiding things, Mallory said in a low voice. Well, it's sort of hard to hide a demon, Biddy pointed out. Your parents agreed to contact the church, so they must be willing to try. Yeah, well, I think it was just a moment of weakness. I told my mom that my nephew was having night terrors, and I think it scared her enough to at least try to help him. I just worry that Devlin isn't as motivated to change. Mallory fell silent for a time. My brother's a good guy. He just keeps his cards close to the chest. Biddy smiled. He said the same thing about you. What? He called me yesterday and told me about your journal. What about my journal? Mallory demanded. You know what? That is just like him to plant a seed of doubt just to undermine me. I got the sense he was worried about you. Mallory snorted. <laughs> you don't know my family. I'm getting the picture, Biddy offered. Huh. And what picture is that? Your entire family came under the oppression of a strong demonic force when you moved into that house, and the situation led to pretty significant neglect in your childhood. You and your brother did the best you could to protect yourselves while your parents were lulled into inaction. Your brother's still tied to the house, and you've assumed the impossible role of fixer. Mallory blinked. Look, I admire your effort to help your parents and your brother, but if they don't want help, no one can help them. I have to try, from my nephew. Then you can't hold back important details. Tell me about your journal. 
I used to sometimes write things I didn't remember writing. Biddy let the silence stretch out, waiting for Mallory to explain. I'd have pages and pages of mostly gibberish. Sometimes I could make some of it out. Names, names that didn't mean anything to me, and phrases like, help me, help us, get out now, hail this place of consternation and despair, that sort of thing. That sort of thing? I know how it sounds, but that house is evil, and it's very convincing. Is that it? Is there anything else I need to know before I talk to your parents? Mallory closed her eyes and drew in a breath before opening them. The house wants us back. All of us. I don't know how much longer I can resist it. You can see how Devlin's already falling for its trap. That thing wants to fully absorb all of us, and it's already marked Devlin's son. How do you know that? I started writing again. I just wanted to take a second to clarify something important to me. For context, a listener reached out to let me know that a phrase I was using was causing them offense. Because I'm not a member of the group in which the phrase has special meaning, a group, by the way, who historically and currently, for that matter, is the target of violent hatred, I decided to believe this person, honor what they were telling me, and stop using the phrase. That's all. I didn't do this, as one commenter suggested, because I was worried about losing listeners. I didn't do it, as another listener wrote in, in an essay-length review of the podcast, because of censorship. Again, I listened when someone told me my behavior was offensive, and I processed the new information, and I decided to change my behavior. Full stop. The reason I decided to share that choice was not to pander or suggest that anyone else should do it, God forbid. High Holy Season was a term that I used quite a bit. It was kind of my thing every October. So I wanted to communicate to all of my listeners that I would no longer be using it, and it's not something I'm looking to promote or interact with in any of my social media. I'm just open to new information, and I'm open to criticism. Sometimes I take it, as in this case, and sometimes I tell people to fuck right off. But if I were to remain stubbornly the same in all of my thoughts and beliefs and actions, I would stagnate, and I don't want that. I see the end result of that stubborn refusal to learn and grow in some of the people I interact with, and it's not something that I want for my family or my future. If this upsets you, well then you do you. You want to die on the hill of saying whatever you want, everyone else be damned? Have at it, no one is stopping you. And in the end, we all reap what we sow. Oh, and I have one more thing, and I'm afraid this might piss off those of you willing to die in the it's okay to say it because my intentions are good hill. Thankfully, another listener brought a frequently used term to my attention. Spooky. The Dutch word spook, describing apparitions, which first came into use around the 19th century, took on a more sinister meaning around World War II, when white American soldiers started referring to their black counterparts as spooks. I read that uh, in a Newsweek article that she shared, and I'm going to drop that word from my rotation as well. So, happy Halloween, everyone. 
Do your best. This has been Ghosts in the Burbs. Good night, sleep tight, and don't forget your nightlight.